This is News Talk 980 CKNW. You are live with the App Show. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. We've got Graham Williams and also Christina Stoyanova, my co-hosts. They're on the standby. Uh, lots of apps to talk about uh, later on in the program. The uh, streaming releases of the week on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. Also travel and crazy app of the week. And uh, how to make your own radio station on the SoundCloud uh, app. On the line right now, uh, I've got uh, one of my favorite guests. His name is Peter Nowak, uh, here to talk about Fitbits for cars. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Yeah, my pleasure. So uh, this is uh, an interesting article uh, you did for the Globe and Mail, and uh, essentially it allows uh, people with you know a number of these different devices to actually, through an app, see what their car is doing and how it's doing. Yeah, there's a number of companies that are popping up that are making these things uh, here in Canada. Actually, right here in Toronto, where I am, we have at least two of them. Uh, one of them is called Driven. The other one's called Pit Stop. And so they create these sort of like uh, fobs, and what they do is they plug into the onboard diagnostics port on your car, basically like any modern car has one of these ports. Um, and so from there, uh, these things either connect to your phone via Bluetooth, or uh, uh, some of them have actual wireless connectivity, so they can connect to, uh, to a cell phone network and so on. And from there, it basically crunches numbers, creates data, and then gives it back to you through an app that basically tells you, hey, your car, uh, here's the health of your car, here's some areas that you might want to be concerned about, and here's probably some maintenance that you're going to be needing in the near future. This is interesting. So uh, one of them uh, was called Pit Stop, and what's, what's the whole model behind that? Is it something they're going direct to consumers with, or uh, garages and mechanics? Yeah, well, both of these uh, companies so far, Driven and, and Pit Stop, uh, Pit Stop has actually rolled out a product that Driven is uh, coming this fall, I believe they said. Uh, and both of them are, are partnering with like mechanic shops and dealerships and so on. Uh, basically, what they're trying to do is to get these uh, chains. One of them is, has partnered with a big chain. Uh, Pit Stop is currently in 15 uh, mechanic shops around Ontario. And so uh, basically the, the, the mechanics themselves or the, the, um, the dealerships and, and so on, they're the ones who are basically fronting the bill for these, for these devices. They're not that expensive. They run between 35 and $50 or so. But still, uh, that's something that the consumer doesn't have to worry about. It's the mechanic shops themselves that are basically making this uh, you know, part of their differentiators. Like you come to us and we'll outfit your car with one of these things. I wonder how consumers are going to react to that. Uh, on one hand, I'm thinking, that's kind of cool because they'll actually hopefully be preventative, uh, hopefully find problems before they happen. But at the same time, I'm thinking, oh, great, my mechanic now has more ways to, to draw money out of me. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, there is that. And I think, you know, the, the guys who are running these companies, uh, they're, they're very motivated or they're, the reason they started these companies was exactly because of those experiences. Is, you know, I think it's pretty common to mistrust your mechanics. So I think there's some of that going into, uh, you know, basically building these devices. Uh, one of them that I spoke to was talking about how, um, you know, the... Um, the data that these things generate and then is interpreted by their algorithms, their their AI, basically. He was saying, well, you know, an AI can be far more neutral than a mechanic can, at least as far as, you know, telling you what you should do with your car. So, I mean, there's that side to it, uh, which I think is a, is a pretty valid argument. Um, you know, my personal experience is I, you know, I always go in for car maintenance and it's always different. I just did this uh, with my wife. We just had uh, car maintenance on almost exactly the same car just a few months apart. We, we bought them just a few months apart, and our bills were wildly different, even though these are brand new cars. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting anything that, uh, that can sort of uh, take the guesswork out of this, uh, this kind of stuff. 
I think it'd be good um, if yes, that you know the mechanic or the the auto shop has has that information. But if you're getting that same information as well, yeah, exactly. So it's not if, as long as it's not being filtered through the mechanic, exactly. And, uh, you know, I think you have to give credit to the mechanic shops that are adopting these devices because they are basically saying, okay, well, we're, at least it seems like they're trying to be a little bit more transparent with their customers. So I think that's a, that's a positive step. Well, there's a, there's a quite a few of these types of devices that go into the uh, diagnostic uh, ports uh, now. Uh, I know some of them you can actually go in and see all the different engine codes and, and clear them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they seem to be popular with the, the people that want to try to fix things themselves. Yeah, exactly, and it's uh, you know some of them are uh, drilled down into or give you more detail than you than the average person probably wants. So I think uh, you know that the popularity of these things is going to depend on how simple the the companies behind them can make them. And and uh, you know like Fitbit has been pretty good. Uh, the various wearables out there, they've been the apps that uh, are associated with these things are pretty good as far as usability is concerned. So I think these uh, these car Fitbits are going basically going to have to follow the same uh, you know pattern or follow the same guidelines to make these things very easy uh, to use and, and easy to digest the information. Got a couple of minutes left here, Peter. I, I saw that Rogers had an announcement this week, and they've got something similar, uh, a, a type of offering that uh, plugs into your car. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a similar thing. It's, uh, again, it's another fob that plugs into the onboard diagnostics port in your car. Uh, they're calling it the smart drive. Um, and basically, this is uh, a thing that can give you some of the same capabilities that we've talked about. Basically, um, it's able to monitor your car. Like if you're uh, if, you're, if your car is parked somewhere and you go to the movies or something like that and somebody bangs into your car, you'll get a notification telling you this has happened. Uh, you know, you can actually add, uh, activate like a geofence around where your car can go. So if you have, a say, a teenage kid and uh, they've decided to drive across the country without your knowledge, uh, <laughs> it's going to tell you that that's happening. Uh, and this is, this is something that basically uses also wireless data. Uh, so it's, it's running over a cell network. Um, and so it gives you a little bit of data as well to use uh, as a hotspot, a Wi-Fi hotspot in your car, so you can uh, download movies or music or whatever if, in case you forgot to do so at home. Um, but, of course, it's Rogers, so there's an extra charge involved. It's, uh, I think they're charging $15 a month, it's, uh, and you can attach it to your Share Everything plan if you're a Rogers customer. So there is, uh, you know, there's that side to it. Well, it's uh, something different anyway. Uh, Peter, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as uh, always, uh, a pleasure. Where can people find out more information about uh, your articles? Uh, generally, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm just uh, at Peter Nowak, and that's pretty much it. Cool. And uh, you also have a book? I do, yeah. Uh, Humans 3.0, The Upgrading of the Species, uh, basically about taking a look at uh, is how technology has basically helped uh, or, or is improving various aspects of, of life and uh, what it means to be living on this planet. Sometimes it seems like it's, uh, it's, it's, the world is going to hell, but I think if you look at some of the, uh, the underlying data, it's actually quite the opposite. Thanks again, Peter. My pleasure. Lots more uh, apps to talk about, uh, but first up, uh, we've got Graham. iPhone Tip of the Week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. This week's iPhone Tip of the Week is doing more with the stock iOS camera. Now, the stock camera is powerful and it's easy to use, but you can do more with these three cool features. 
The first one that we're going to start off with is the grid. Now the grid is actually a series of lines that you lay over your camera view when you're looking at it through the screen. And this is actually in accordance to the rule of thirds, which says that if you line images up with the intersections of these points, images can look better. It helps frame the shot and makes it more pleasing to the eye. So to turn on the grid, you're going to go to settings, go to photos and camera, and see the grid halfway down the page. Just tap that toggle and turn it on, line your subjects up with the intersection of those lines, and get better pictures. The second feature is HDR or high dynamic range. High dynamic range is a feature that you're going to see in a lot of televisions now, but it's also available in your camera. And what it does is it adds more detail into both the bright and dark areas, areas that typically would be underexposed or overexposed in the past. Now you can actually see what's going on in those spaces. To turn this on, merely go to your camera app, tap the HDR and set it to on, and now you're going to be taking pictures with high dynamic range. The last feature is live photos, and this one's kind of a fun one. At the top of your camera, you'll see a three-ringed circle. Tap on it, and that's going to turn on live photos. The camera, when you go to take a picture, will actually capture a small amount of video both before and after your picture. So when you're browsing through your pictures, you can actually press on the image, and you'll see that video happen as if you were still there in the moment. It's a bit like watching a picture out of Harry Potter. The cool thing is this feature is getting even better in iOS 11 in September, where you'll be able to trim the live-action video and also pick the best frame for your shot. So that is your iPhone tip of the week. Do more with your camera. Thanks, Graham. Still lots more to talk about today on the App Show. Don't forget to visit our website, appshowradio.com, and also our Facebook page where you can tell us your favorite apps. When we come back, BetterHelp, an app to help you with your mental wellness. Time to talk about uh, counseling help and mental health through apps. Uh, on the line, we've got our friend Jeff Williams. Uh, he's over at uh, BetterHelp. Thanks uh, for joining us today, Jeff. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, fascinated by what you guys do. Uh, you have uh, apps uh, that are available on uh, the iPhone platform and also Android that uh, allow people to get hooked up with uh, the right counselor. Tell our listeners a little bit more about uh, what you guys do. Well, uh, BetterHelp is the largest uh, online counseling platform worldwide. We serve thousands of patients uh, across 200 countries around the world. And uh, we uh, enable you uh, to find the correct counselor for your individual needs. We match you up with them in a safe and secure and private environment. And then for a flat rate monthly fee, we facilitate your unlimited communication with your therapist uh, through four modes of communication. And and how does that work? Uh, how, yeah, how do they communicate with with uh, the clients? So you know the the client starts by downloading the app. Uh, they can then complete a, a simple informational questionnaire. It's uh, basically multiple choice and yes no answers that helps us assess what your needs are and what type of counselor might be best suited to your individual needs. Uh, we will ask you some personal preference questions around what type of counselor you'd be most comfortable working with. Things like uh, male or female, older or younger, specific religious affiliation or sexual identity, uh, things of that nature. Uh, give you the opportunity to express in your own words why you're seeking help so that your counselor can understand you and hit the ground running. Uh, and then we take the decision out of your hands and match you to the counselor from within our network of around 2,000 counselors. Uh, you know, we determine what the best suited one to serve your needs are and then connect you in real time to them. Uh, generally, with, within an hour, it uh, can take up to 24 hours depending on uh, the location in the world that you're originating and uh, how, uh, what your specific needs are. 
but we will connect you to a counselor, and you'll immediately be able to begin uh, communicating via uh, text messaging, essentially sending off a message to your counselor that will be received and then uh, that will be responded to uh, generally the same day. Uh, average response time is around 10 hours. And uh, average uh, interactions throughout the course of a week with between a client and a counselor is around 3.7 interactions per week. Uh, so, you know, it's convenient, it's affordable, it enables you to do it uh, at your time and your pace, um, and in the privacy of your own home so that you can, uh, you know, or, you know, on the road, uh, wherever you are connected to the, the, the mobile Internet, uh, you will be able to have access to a counselor, uh, be able to send off messages in a moment of stress, and get a response in a much quicker time frame than you won't have to bottle up that uh, issue and wait to your next biweekly meeting. This sounds uh, like uh, a great opportunity for people who do need help or counseling uh, to get it uh, quickly. I think there's sometimes a challenge with some people thinking that it's going to be a big strain to go find a counselor and how are they going to find a counselor, where. Uh, basically, they just go to this this app and do it. Uh, it makes it super easy. Um, you know, we have a, a tremendous uh, depth of resources available so that if you're located in a rural area, you might not have immediate local access to some of the folks with the expertise that we have on our network. Uh, it enables you to reach the, the right person, uh, you know, more, more readily than uh, what might be available in your local area. And, you know, because of the increased frequency of interactions, people tend to make progress quickly. Uh, they also, you know, achieve a level of comfort with their counselor more quickly and are just able to progress. Um, and, and really, you know, having a, a bit of anonymity, anonymity uh, on the other side of a device, uh, it tends to allow people to open up, uh, you know, just think about what people do when they comment on YouTube videos. They say things they might not or ordinarily say uh, quite readily. And uh, having that level of kind of not sitting somebody across from somebody face to face, a lot of clients tend to open up and uh, you know let their problems out uh, more readily uh, through that medium. So, two important questions for me: uh, What are the qualifications of your counselors, uh, and also, uh, what are the the privacy privacy implications uh, as well? Well, uh, to address your first question, all of our counselors are licensed and vetted professionals. Uh, all the counselors are, you know, based in the United States. Uh, they are all certified by their state boards. Uh, we have an internal team that uh, verifies the licensing and credentials and, uh, you know, current validity of those licenses uh, with each of the individual state boards. Uh, we also, uh, you know, have some criteria. You have to be an established counselor that is able to serve patients uh, you know, independently, not under the supervision of another counselor. Uh, all our counselors are either, you know, PhDs or master's degrees, folks, uh, licensed clinical uh, psychologists, uh, marriage family therapists, uh, et cetera. But uh, they're not prescribing doctors, so they're not uh, psychiatrists. And just regarding the whole uh, privacy issue there, uh, you know, obviously this is uh, very confidential information. Uh, uh, how, how are uh, patients sure that that's not going to get out there or get hacked? Well, so, you know, our team, uh, we've got some some heavy-duty hitter Silicon Valley uh, security folks uh, on staff that have developed uh, the art infrastructure to protect everybody's privacy and their data. Um, we are a HIPAA-compliant platform, and, uh, you know, we've 
thus far have not had any sort of breaches. Uh, everything is uh, 100% secure, and you can feel confident that your communications are between you and your counselor. Talking with Jeff Williams over at BetterHelp, an app that uh, is available on the iPhone and Android devices, uh, basically a counselor at uh, your fingertips. What's uh, the pricing look like on this, Jeff? So uh, the pricing is very reasonable. We charge a flat rate monthly fee to each client uh, that we disclose once they have completed our questionnaire and we've assessed what their needs are. Uh, the pricing is as low as $35 a week billed on a monthly basis, but may uh, uh, go up as high as around $75 a week uh, billed on a monthly basis. We always char- uh, express the pricing as a weekly cost billed monthly, so you can equate that to your cost of a traditional weekly therapy session. Uh, and also, uh, once you have completed your first month, there are some options about going to a weekly billing basis uh, for a slightly higher price or to commit to a longer term for a slightly lower monthly fee. Jeff Williams from BetterHelp. Uh, obviously, uh, the BetterHelp app uh, available on the uh, appropriate app stores. Uh, we are very excited to participate, and we're excited to help uh, lots of people around the world. Jeff Williams of BetterHelp. Now it's time to visit our friend Daniel Bader. Hi, this is Daniel Bader with Mobile Nations, and this is the Android Tip of the Week. Okay, I hear a lot of people complaining that their favorite games keep spamming them, telling them to come back. I want you to come and play a little bit more. Well, I have a really good tip for you to get your app to stop doing that. You don't have to stop playing the game, but you can definitely get rid of those annoying notifications. The next time you get one of them, you see it in your notification list, You hold down on the notification for a second, and it'll pop into a new window where it'll give you the option to turn off notifications completely. That way, you can just press that toggle, go back to your life, and you can play your game without having to worry that it's going to bug you every five minutes to come back and play and and crush more candy. Because we all know we love doing that, but we don't love getting the notifications involved as well. This has been your Android Tip of the Week, and my name is Daniel Bader with Mobile Nation. Still coming up after the break, the Hot 5 Apps of the Week, and streaming this week on Netflix and Crave TV. Stay tuned. You're back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. We've got Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova, my co-hosts and app experts. Still lots to talk about on today's program later on. We will be going through the uh, new online streaming releases uh, on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. We'll also uh, hear the hot streaming app of the week, the crazy app of the week with Graham, and also uh, travel app of the week with uh, Christina. But right now, uh, we want to talk about the top five apps this week. And kind of continuing on that whole health and wellness theme, uh, we have a, a top five health and wellness apps. Christina, number five. Number five this week, we have Happier, which is available on both iOS and Google. Happier? What, what is Happier? Well, it helps you capture the happy moments in your days because studies have actually shown that uh, by practicing gratitude, we become more resilient to negativity. And so how do you capture these happy moments? Uh, just with your phone's camera. Oh, so you take pictures? Yep. So after yep. I've done something and You happy. can jot notes as well. Okay, so if I bought an ice cream, I'd take a picture of the ice cream? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what if I said something kind to a stranger? Well, you can jot yourself a note. They might not like me taking a picture, and then they'll get angry, and that's not happy anymore. You can take a picture of yourself. 
<laughs> you took that down a dark road, Mike. So I'm just trying to poke holes in this here, but you know what? I think you would benefit from this app. Would I? Do I need? <laughs> That's a whole other show. Okay, let's go to number four. Number four is Headspace. Again, available on both iOS and Google. Okay, and what's this one do? This is a meditation app. It actually guides you through meditation and teaches you the basics. This is this has got Graham written all over it. It absolutely does. When I think meditation, I think staring at my phone all day long. Do you? I yes. do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how does this work, Christina? They're guided audio meditations. Okay. Yeah. And so, I, I still don't understand. Like, can I just go in a dark room and think you know happy what, Mike? Thoughts? You know, I challenge you to do this because quieting your mind when you're trying to meditate is okay. one of the most difficult things I've found in life. Can I do this in the car or should I like be somewhere? No, because I don't think that's going Safe? to work okay. <laughs> to your advantage. You've been in Vancouver traffic. I don't think there's any meditating that's happening in that particular no. place. No, absolutely not. Headspace, uh, available iOS and Android? That's right. Cool. Number three. Number three is waterlogged, and this is just iOS, but there are similar apps on the Google Play Store as well. Waterlogged, okay. <laughs> okay, so I got to be honest, I was real, a little reluctant to do the top five health and wellness apps because I know you guys would pick crazy ones. So <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing well so far. Waterlogged. The, yes, this one's a little crazy. So I'm terrible at drinking water. I actually do need an active reminder to remind me to drink really? water. Really? Yes. It's you know sad. What, you know what the body has? True. It makes you thirsty. And then you drink water. But by the time you get thirsty, you're already past the point of needing water. You're supposed to get about, what, what, two liters per day? Yeah, I'm not even close to that, even with this app. But, you know, it's a start. Seriously, waterlogged? Yes. Okay, so people... It has a reminder system to remind you to drink water. It also lets you log the water that you are drinking, so you can keep track. It's right there in the name. Right. What about, like, pee-logged? Like, if I'm drinking all that water, (laughs) will it remind me when to pee? I think there's a separate do I need, app do I, need, output. do I need that app? <laughs> I think so. Well, there, there's because r- my body won't be able to tell me when I need to go? <laughs> there is RunPee, which is the app that lets you know when in movies is a good time to go when you order the extra large soda. That's a great app. No, this is a true app. That's a true See, app. See, that is yeah. a good app. I get that. I get that. That's for a crazy app of the week segment, I think. <laughs> well, it's too late now. We've already let it out. So Waterlog gives you reminders of when to drink water. That's right. I hope it's free. Uh, yes. There are some premium features, but I don't okay. think it's... What premium features could there possibly be? <laughs> it tracks sparkling water or Evian. It's, it's a little more premium, right? Okay. Number two. This, uh, is, this is getting better and better. Okay. <laughs> Number two. Number two is MyFitnessPal. Okay. And again, available on all the platforms. Okay. This sounds a little... Yes. So better. this isn't... It sounds like a fitness app, but it's actually a companion to the fitness apps in that it helps you track nutrition um, and calories and all of that good stuff. See, that's cool. So you um, basically keep track of all the things you're eating and you st- you put you enter it into the app. That's right. I, I've tried some of these apps before and they're kind of scary. Like it's amazing all the crap you're eating and how many calories add up so quickly. Oh my God. Even just your morning coffee. It's crazy. How many how many calories is a morning coffee? Well, I mean, it depends on what you're putting in it, but <laughs> yeah, I've seen your coffees. They're like 500 <laughs> calories. All that crap. Anything labeled frappuccino, we're immediately writing the day off. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. And uh, again, available for iOS and uh, Android. That's right. What's the next one? The next one is actually my favorite one. And I've this is using... this is the your hot wellness health and wellness app of the week. Yes. Okay. I've been using this recently and I'm really liking it. It's called Sleep Cycle. Does it tell you, does no. it tell you when to sleep? 
<laughs> I don't know when to sleep. <laughs> I'm not that challenged. Okay. Um, no, this app actually tracks the quality of your sleep. It lets you put your phone um, on the nightstand beside you and uses the microphone to track whether you're, you know, waking up. How does it, okay, how does it tell? Like, are you grunting when you well, wake you, up? You, you actually do make noise yes. when you sleep. You move around. So when this app first came out, because this has been out since the iPhone 4, I want to say, the original iteration of the app, you would put in the bed beside you, and it would track your movement. Right, right? using so the accelerometer. You'd wake up in the morning with this red-hot iPhone next to you, but you'd get a good night's sleep because <laughs> it would wake you up at the appropriate time. That's sort of the big feature of this app, right? Yes, that's the other big feature is that it has a um, a cycle for waking you up. So you designate a 30-minute window in which you'd like to be woken up, and it picks the right time um, during your sleep rhythms to wake you. Yeah, as, as you're coming out of REM sleep, it knows, and exactly. it's like, okay, it's time to wake up. Exactly. When we come back from the break, it's Travel App of the Week with Christina. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. In a moment here, we'll talk about how to make your own radio station on SoundCloud. But up next... Streaming this week. Christina, what do you got for us? New on Netflix this week, we have Rogue One. The world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. This is uh, one of the first standalone uh, Star Wars uh, films. I know a lot of people are excited about it, so now it's on Netflix. Yes, and incidentally, it's the first Star Wars movie I ever saw. Uh, yes, because I made you go to it. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got on Netflix? Number two is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Vicki Greenlee? It's Tom. Tom Ripley. Tom Ripley? We were at Princeton together. Did we know each other? Sorry, what is it? Ripley. How do you do? So this uh an oldie but a, a goodie. Uh, Matt Damon is in this. Who Lots else? of eye candy here. Yes. Uh, who, who are the other actors again? Jude Law. Jude Law, <laughs> yes. Matt Damon. Uh, I have not seen this film. Really? Oh, yeah. I saw it when it came out. Um, so it's been quite a few years. This came out in 1999, actually. Very cool. What do we got uh, on Crave TV? Uh on Crave TV this week, we just have weekly episodes of Saving Hope, Casual, and Twin Peaks. This is the old Twin Peaks. Uh, or is no, it the, new, the one? new Twin Peaks. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, very cool. So I know a lot of people are waiting uh, for that. Uh, David Lynch, uh, very popular uh, director. Uh, so I... Uh, you know what? Everything about this show is lost on me, I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> No worries. Uh, Again, we'll uh, tune in next week uh, to see uh, what's uh, streaming uh, again. Up now, though, uh, making your own radio station. Well, how would you like to have your own radio station? On the line right now, we've got uh, our friend Bettina Mangiorasina out of uh, New York. Thanks for joining us, Bettina. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. I wanted to talk about a great article uh, that you did on uh, GadgetHacks.com about putting together your own radio station on SoundCloud uh, using the SoundCloud app. So let's start with SoundCloud. A lot of people are familiar with uh, music uh, streaming apps now like Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, Explain to our listeners uh, what uh, SoundCloud is about and uh, why it's cool. Yeah, SoundCloud is really the like black sheep of the music apps, I think. Um, you're never going to find like exactly the song that you want. You're never going to find that mainstream Justin Bieber song. It's probably going to be remixed. It's maybe someone else is singing the lyrics. So SoundCloud is really interesting in that it gives you the alternative versions of mainstream music, and it gives you these really interesting, edgy, underground songs that you wouldn't find on any other app. So you'd be cool if you had the SoundCloud app. 
Yeah, if you if you can figure SoundCloud out and you can find the music that speaks to you, then the app can be really useful for you. And, so and you're never go ahead. Uh, yeah, sorry. What um so what kind of music is it? All kinds of music? It, yeah, it's all kinds of music. I mean, you got hip hop, you got pop, you got you know um, different kinds of playlists. Um, but you have a lot of like house. You have a lot of trance. You have a lot of psychedelic trance. You have a lot of like. Music that maybe is coming from Russia, coming from India, specifically like Go and Trance. So that stuff, you're not going to find a lot of Go and Trance on Spotify or Pandora. It's going to be very difficult to find the artist that maybe you're looking for. But SoundCloud will most likely have him. So uh, your article is about actually creating your own kind of radio station. So how does that all work on the app? It's very simple. Um, When you're in your app, you just go to any song or any song on your stream, or any artist, or any playlist, and you're going to see those three dots, that ellipses, and you're just going to tap on that, and you're just going to say start station. So you can start a station from a song, from a playlist, from a stream, from another artist, from your own music. You can really start a station from anything. And once you have that station, it's going to riff off that one song that you chose, and it's going to create like an unlimited number of songs for you to listen to. So it does it all automatically. You just have to pick one song, and then from that, it's, it, it tries to guess what kind of music is like that? Yeah, exactly. And SoundCloud even has curated playlists specifically for you. So if you go within the app, you're going to see the upload. Um, it's a fairly new feature, and when you tap on that every day, every 24 hours, it refreshes to find out what new music they think that you would like that's being uploaded on the site now. Um, and the more you use the app, the more your upload is going to change to meet your needs and to try and figure out what you might like. Very cool. I know I, I've used it uh, a number of times, and I like that. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of favorite songs, and I'll type them in, and, and there's a lot of cool covers and, like you said, remixes uh, of those songs. Right. So it kind of adds a, a fresh spin on some of the, the favorite music that you have out there. Exactly. And, and if uh, you can appreciate that, you can appreciate SoundCloud. Exactly. And what's the cost generally for this? Oh, it's free. SoundCloud that's, doesn't cost you anything. That, that's the um, best if you part. Want SoundCloud, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want SoundCloud Go, uh, you'll have to get a premium membership. That's if you want to download your playlist offline or download any songs offline, then you would have to pay for a membership. But if you just want to use the app at work, at home, just to listen to everyday music, then you can for free. Very cool. Thanks for joining us again, Bettina. And uh, obviously people can find out more about uh, your articles up at gadgethacks.com. That's right. And also you can follow us on Instagram at Gadget Hacks, that's H-A-X, and myself at B3T.T-I-N-A on Instagram. Thanks Bet- for having me. Thanks, Bettina. That's Bettina Mangiarasina from GadgetHacks.com. Right. We've uh, got lots more to talk about, including Travel App of the Week. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show, Mike. Christina and Graham here in studio. Uh, in a moment here, we'll talk about the new Tim Hortons app that's uh, supposedly coming and some of the controversy around that. But right now we have... Travel App of the Week, brought to you by Always Online Wireless. Prepaid SIM cards for international travelers. Get yours at alwaysonlinewireless.com. What do you got for us this week, Christina? I have an oldie but a goodie this week. It's Google Translate. This is a goodie. I've, uh, I've used this and it kind of works. It's awesome. I use it every day, actually, believe it or not. Talking to other <laughs> other humans? or How do you uh, use it? Well, my family's Bulgarian, and while I am fluent, I'm fluent at, you know, the uh, 
third grader level. And so sometimes there are words that I have to look up. <laughs> so you can actually, uh, with Google Translate, you can actually type in the English sentence and it'll give you Bulgarian, for example. Yes, that's right. So I often get tripped up on spelling and things like that. It's a whole different al alphabet. So um, yeah, it comes in handy. But you can also use it to speak to other people of different languages. I, that, I did this in China. That's right. You can have a a uh, bilingual conversation using Google Translate. Have you tried it before, Graham? I have, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of fun. I, when I was actually in Italy last time, I gave it a shot, and it was actually very useful, especially when trying to find the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't memorize that one? No, I didn't. And RunP wasn't helping me at all on Run that. RunP wasn't <laughs> helping. No, that's, that's a sad thing. No, I've tried it uh, uh, in uh, French, uh, Spanish, uh, and also yep. Chinese, and it uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know what's interesting? When I was in Thailand last year, I actually watched this being used at a doctor's office, at a walk-in clinic. <laughs> I don't know if I would use that in doctor's <laughs> No, at a walk-in clinic. Okay. They were using it for intake because, you know, the reception ladies didn't speak the language of the tourists. And yeah. so they were using it for intake. They just had a station set up because, of course, it was on one of the islands with lots of tourists. And they typed in their information and it spat it out in Thai. And she jotted it down. What could go wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> so many things. I don't know if I'd use it on a doctor thing, but uh, for finding the bathroom or trying to order food off a menu, I think that's kind of cool. Well, when you have tourists coming in from all yes. over the world, there's only so much you can do, right? Google Translate, travel app of the week, brought to you by Always On Wireless. Graham, the uh, Tim Hortons app. It's coming soon. Yeah, so while well, the app is already here, but it's the online ordering that yes. may be coming. Now, this was there was a bit of a rumor that this was going to be launching earlier this year, and people were very excited. But there was a huge outcry from some of the franchisees who said, we are absolutely not ready for this. Uh, they actually pushed back, and Tim Hortons, hopefully in their wisdom, decided that they were going to do a little bit more testing. But we've heard now that uh, apparently on July 27th, the, the online ordering app uh, is actually going to be launching. Do you think it's going to work? Like, I know Starbucks has this, but I know anything that Starbucks rolls out, usually it works. Well, even Starbucks, I mean, they launched their online ordering back in 2015, and yeah. it, the, the response was huge. I know I tried it the first day, and it was a bit of a disaster. Why? So, well, there were just, there were so many orders, and, you know, your order would go in, and the staff weren't quite trained yet, so, like, yeah. people would be getting their coffee way before you. I think I waited about 15 minutes to get my online order. Which was well, a bit that of a really challenge. saved you a lot of time, right? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I, they, you know what? I still find that process a little bit challenging. It can be. I mean, I found that they've tuned it up quite a bit. They actually yeah. took some steps earlier this year to sort of streamline the process. So now, sort of when I'm on my way into work, I get into the SkyTrain station. My coffee is usually sitting there waiting for me, so I can kind of grab it on the way through. But I mean, this is really. And the you question. find that that works? It does. Yeah. 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 So it's got my. It's got a little label on it. There's a separate area for people for pickup, and and that actually is working right now. So the question is, will Tim Hortons be able to pull this off? And if so, is it going to be next week? I guess we'll have to find out on that. You know what I find, though, that it depends on the store configuration, because I've been into a couple of Starbucks where it doesn't work because the way the store is laid out is not conducive to that. So you can't have a separate area for the online orders and then it's confusion. It's always a bit weird when you see people walk past you, past the line and grab something that's on the counter and you're like, hey, did you just shoplift that coffee or was that actually <laughs> yours? 
But you could. Do they verify? Okay, when you go in to pick up your Starbucks, for example, do they verify it's you? Well, they, they kind of do. I mean, I kind of look at them and I'm like, Graham, as I pick up my coffee, and they're like, yes, you clearly just read that off the label. So yes. not really. I mean, it, there could be rampant coffee theft across the nation. We don't really know. I, I've <laughs> just figured out a new free way to get coffee. Grand Theft Double Double. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to thank uh, my two co-hosts and producers here, Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova, for helping me put the show together on a weekly basis. And again, you can visit our, web sh- our website at appshowradio.com. Uh, we've uh, got a link up there, too, to our Facebook page. And I encourage you to go there and interact with us. We will actually get back to you on things. And we want to hear what apps uh, you get excited about and what you think about some of the apps that we've talked about uh, today. For Christina and Graham, I'm Mike Agarbo, logging off for the App Show. We'll see you again next time. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.